Forget CDs and MP3s, the thing about vinyl is that it just sounds better. Oops. That's why on Counting the Beat we only play vinyl. Kiwi music on vinyl. Damn. Counting the Beat. Play new New Zealand music on vinyl and recent finds from the crates. The third Saturday of every month at 8pm here on Waiheke Radio. Good evening everybody, Chris here, your host on Counting the Beat, the third Saturday of the month playing all Kiwi music on vinyl and I've got a great show lined up for you tonight, some fantastic special features as well as the usual run of new releases, reissues and finds from the crates. I had the privilege the other night of attending the Silver Scroll Music Awards, New Zealand's songwriting awards where one song is selected by songwriting peers and given the accolade of the best New Zealand song of the year. I got to interview a few of the people whose songs were nominated, I'll be playing some of those interviews. And another special feature of the show was that uh, 1981 was a year when the award wasn't given and so as this was the 50th anniversary of the Silver Scrolls they went back to recognise one of the songs from 1981 so we'll be featuring that and an interview with one of the creators of that as well. So yeah, special show but packed full of great New Zealand music on vinyl including this first track which is from a Dunedin duo called Triumphs from their recently released LP, just a hundred copies of this available, so snap one up. It's called Beekeeper Bastard Knocker. It's on Monkey Killer Records, always a reliable uh, label from Dunedin. And this is an instrumental heavy rock album based on the concept, uh, well, it was based around uh, uh, Sir Edmund Hillary, who was a beekeeper and went on to knock the bastard off as he said after climbing Everest. This is well partly a title track this is Bastard Knocker.
guys, a solid way to start the show, Bastard Knocker from Triumphs from the album Beekeeper Bastard Knocker. You'll find that on Bandcamp, it's on Monkey Killer Records. As I said at the start of the show, I was lucky enough to get along to the Silver Scroll Awards on Thursday night, recognising excellence in New Zealand songwriting. Five New Zealand songs were in the shortlist, and uh, any of those songs would be happy to play on the show. And uh, they, one of the features of the show is that they they come along, and those five show, uh, songs are highlighted with performances by other people. You can see some of those performances on uh, online on video. They're worth catching up with. And uh, anyway, we're just going to jump straight to the winning song. The song which won the 2015 Silver Scroll was Multi Love, the title track from the Unknown Mortal Orchestra album, uh, which is pretty you know pretty widely known. The backstory to that was talking about Ruben Nielsen's complicated relationship where a third person entered the partnership with his wife and uh, another woman in, so they had this kind of three-way relationship, and then that all fell apart, and so it's kind of him dealing with the emotional wreckage of that however this song is a co-write with his brother Cody who he used to be of course in the Mint Chicks with Reuben wasn't at the Silver Scrolls but Cody was and I did talk to him so we'll listen to the song Multi Love the 2015 Silver Scroll winner and then my interview with Cody Nielsen Oh, 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 oh,
my interview with Cody ne- uh, sorry yeah, Cody Nielsen about that song Multi Love. I was wondering like with the song that you're nominated for this year uh, Multi Love it's uh, you know the, the story of that album has been told a lot and it's kind of an intensely personal kind of story and I wonder how you you come into the the songwriting of something which is so personal and what it was like kind of contributing to something like that. Yeah um I guess um, with that song, it was kind of something I'd already started in a way, um, with the the piano um, part and stuff and the melody, like somewhat. But um, uh, we were sort of like working on it together for ages. Like Ruben was um, kind of ad-libbing, like for ages, and he had like a bunch of lyrics all written out um, that weren't sort of they weren't like particularly for that song. Um, but he's just, we just started piecing them together, I guess. And has writing together with Ruben, is that, you know, since the Minchicks, is that something that's been ongoing or is that something you've come back to? Um, I guess we've, we've just kind of come back to it um, because we've just been both busy doing our own things and um, sort of living so far apart that we haven't really had much chance to, um, to work together. But he, he was just kind of keen to work on, the, on this album with me um, when he when he came over to play in uh, Auckland last time, I think it was for Laneways, and then we sort of met up, and he was just sort of saying that he I showed him a bit of my music, and he was kind of. I mean, obviously you, you, you shared a, a musical language in the Minchicks, but it also seems like that's continuing. That there's kind of parallels in a musical style between between UMO and your own uh, Silicon Elf. Yeah, I guess like um, just our taste is pretty similar, really. But he um, tends to, since he plays like guitar, and I, I don't really play like much guitar. I play more like keys and, and drums. So it's sort of um, similar influences, but on different uh, instruments. It, I don't know. It comes out way differently, I guess.
Uh, hey, this is Cody uh, from Silicon, and you're listening to Waiheke Radio.
that's the bomb, isn't it? Actually, it's a song called No Taste Bomber from Salad Boys from their ironically titled album Metal Mania. It's their debut. It's just out on Trouble in Mind Records. It's fantastic. Uh, just picked that up. I think yesterday, the day before, but I've loved what I've heard of it so far. I have seen pictures online of really tasty kind of marbled purple vinyl. I opened mine up thinking I was going to get that and it was black, which is a bit of a bummer. But uh, yeah, fantastic album, recommend that. Cellar Boys, Metal Mania is the LP. And before that was a track from the Silicon album, Personal Computer, which is Cody Nielsen's latest project. That was Cell Phone, and we heard him talking about his involvement in the writing of the song Multilove, the 2015 Silver Scroll winner. I'll have more interviews from the Silver Scrolls later on in the show. But right now I want to play a fantastic reissue which has just come out in the last month. It's been long awaited, and this is the I Like Rain compilation of uh, three Jean-Paul Sartre experience LPs so we've got uh, we've got Love Songs The Size of Food and Bleeding Star which is one of, something that people are particularly excited about because it's never been out on vinyl before and it is absolutely stunning so it's from that that I'll play something and uh, this is Ray of Shine
Right, so that was the charmingly titled Girls Pissing on Girls Pissing with Rainbow Islands from their new album Scrying in Infirmary Architecture, which is just out on Musei Records. That's another record label which is just consistently reliable. Uh, you could buy anything they put out and I think it would be damn good. Before that was Jackal. This is their second album, Sparkle. It's self-released. The song was I Cannot Go. Uh, a little more... Uh, are kind of quiet than, than, and a bit more mellow than their first album, Castles in the Sky, but both of those are, are good albums. And, I, you know, in a day when people complain about the price of vinyl, I don't know how Jack will do this, but they put these things out damn cheap. That album, Sparkle, you can pick up for $20, including postage, and you get a CD copy of the album with it as well. Uh, I don't know how they're doing that, and you can pick up their, their earlier album. So you can get both of those for the price of anyone else's LP. So, And I think the first one is on uh, kind of brown splatter vinyl. The second one's on black, but yeah, I, I recommend Sparkle. It's a great little album. And we started off with Jean-Paul Sartre Experience, Ray of Shine from Bleeding Star from the three LP set I Like Rain put out by Fire Records. A few grumbles that some of the extra tracks on that uh, that were on the CDs were only available as downloads with the vinyl set. You know, you're kind of forking out for three albums anyway. Why not just include a fourth and put some of that stuff on vinyl? That would have been nice. And uh, I also heard people say, you know, it would have been nice to have some of the original artwork reproduced on the covers, which they haven't done. So maybe not the perfect retrospective, but damn good and really good to have a Bleeding Star on vinyl. So you're listening to Counting the Beat on Waiheke Radio. I'm Chris, and on the third Saturday of every month, I bring you two hours of New Zealand music, all Kiwi, all on vinyl. And, and if you're tuning in and you want to get in touch, probably the best way to do that is facebook.com slash counting the beat, or you can text the studio on 021 As I say, two hours of New Zealand music on vinyl, maybe unless you're, you're streaming. Uh, we got connected up to fibre today. It might be a bit shorter. I hear that the internet's a bit faster that way. Okay, so time now to return to the Silver Scrolls, and one of the features of this year's shows was the Lost Scroll, the awarding of a song uh, from 1981 was going to be awarded a scroll because it didn't happen back then, didn't happen 34 years ago, and the shortlist of songs that was put up was pretty incredible, Uh, so you had See Me Go from Screaming Mimi's, There Is No Depression in New Zealand from Blam Blam Blam, there was uh, Split Ends, One Step Ahead, there was the Swingers Counting the Beat, and The Clean, Tally Ho. And I suspect, actually, I had a bit of a look in, into this, I had a look at what won in 1980, what won in 1982, and I don't think any of those five would have actually been nominated in 1981, maybe with the exception of Split Ends, maybe. But the rest of them, I don't think would have got a look on, because they were giving stuff to schlock. 1982 was Mother Goose. So anyway, uh, who's complaining? The five songs they put up this year were fantastic and uh, caught up with some of the people behind those songs. So we're going to hear now from this fellow. Hi, it's Robert Scott from The Clean and the Bats here. So uh, Robert, um, uh, the, tell us a little bit about your, your role in the, in, in the creation of the song Tally Ho. Um, well, I, I came up with the, uh, the keyboard line, the, the riff on my parents' piano at home in Mosgiel and then uh, took it into the rest of the band in the practice room and we uh, we thrashed it out pretty quickly and then David came up with the lyrics later, yeah. 
So the the song uh, from the air you took on, and Martin Phillips played a role in this as well, didn't he? Well, he was on tour with us, so he, um, because of the constraints of the studio, he had to uh, play the keyboard line, play the keyboards at the same time, so that we could fit everything onto the track. Yeah. So there's a, a famous story about the song that it fit, cost fifty dollars to record. Is that true? Uh, it is true. Yeah. Yeah, but I've heard that that also meant you didn't get to keep the master tapes. No, I think Arnie uh, taped over them accidentally later on because he uh, that's that's what he tended to do. So yeah. So the song obviously um, got you know a, a pretty good reception on its release, but did, did you have any sense then that this is a song that was still going to be alive and, and vibrant so many years later on? Uh, probably not at the time. No, I think we just thought it was a pretty good song and it, it would make a good single and it was catchy and people reacted well to it. But um, yeah, didn't think it would still have legs this this uh, far down the track. Hi, this is Robert Scott from The Clean and the Bats. You're listening to Waikiki Radio.
Okay, that's from Liam Finn. That's from an EP called Champagne in Seashells. It was a tour only release, although I have seen copies of it in Real Groovy Records in Auckland. I think they've got some in there at the moment if you want to pick that up. Uh, it was released uh, late, what, around two. I don't know, 2011, 2011, something like that. But that track there uh, was called Having a Baby, and that features Connor Moccasin, Lawrence Arabia, and so on, along with Liam Finn. Champagne and Seashells is the EP. And before that, Robert Scott and The Clean with Tally Ho. Uh, Really nice to have a chat to him at the Silver Scroll Awards. So another new release now here on Counting the Beat, a new album out from Delaney Davidson. He's pretty prolific. He seems to pump out a couple of these things a year. This one's called Lucky Guy, and I think with the, along with the kind of upbeat title, is a more upbeat album. Uh, maybe less of the kind of the kind of ghostly Tom Waits, you know, uh, ghostly folk blues stuff, and and seems to be having more of a good time. This from Lucky Guy is called Eastbound. Eastbound Westbound Take a look around Together Don't you worry about the weather Rainfall Don't you feel
Wakey Radio. Radio. Uh, my name's Tim. Marlon. And your song, Dark Child, has been nominated for Silver Scroll. So uh, it's a, a fantastic song, um, I, I think, a, a real standout. And uh, I just I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about you know, how the two of you worked on bringing it together. Um, oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> so I, well, so Tim and I, Tim and I started playing together uh, and, and hanging out together when I was just about, just on the cusp of 18. And um, and yeah, we he he had a bar down in Christchurch called Goodbye Blue Monday, and we um and I came and started hanging out there, and we ended up playing together, and and um and then Tim actually wrote the song um, independently, and then but I was short a few songs for my album, <laughs> and said you know, do you mind if I uh, if, if we if we record Dark Child. <laughs> So, so when you when you wrote this, you 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 weren't hearing Marlon's voice on it. No, I think I might have just met Marlon when I wrote it, but um, I gave him a co-write on it because he um changed some of the chords and got some of the words wrong. Um, so I was like, there you go, you've um you've you've written part of this song now. So that was kind of how how it happened. It's but it's a uh, great serendipity, isn't it? I mean, because uh, your voice just suits the song so perfectly. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, it's, it's pretty nice that uh, that we end up in a position like this, yeah. you know, based on that. So, so Tim, did you ever perform the song yourself? Yeah, yeah, I used to play um, a fair bit, but only really in Christchurch. I was too useless to um, make it out of Christchurch. Um, and But we used to play at Goodbye Blue Monday um, every Monday. Yeah, every week on Tuesday. Sorry, yeah, every Tuesday, sorry. Uh, every Tuesday night, me and Marlon would play. Um, so we ended up being pretty like over familiar with each other's songs yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah so that's kind of it seems to be a feature of that kind of Christchurch music scene that people are you know are sharing and coming together and 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 you know working together in those ways yeah we're, it's it's a pretty good scene down there you know and it has been for a while you know there's there's a lot of amazing amazing songwriters and singers coming out of out of that place so and it was nice that yeah, to be part of that for sure.
Stunning stuff. Marlon Williams, Dark Child. One of the songs nominated for the Silver Scrolls this year, and before that was Marlon, along with the writer of the song, Tim Moore, 
at the Silver Scroll Awards. I talked to them there. So coming up on Counting the Beat, we've got more interviews from the Silver Scrolls, uh, more of the songs that were nominated for both the uh, 1981 and 2015 awards. I've got more new releases for you. got some crazy experimental stuff to throw in there as well. Uh, some of yeah, pretty stunning records actually and some recent finds from the crates which includes this one coming up now. It's from the Czechs and this was a, a, a little 7-inch uh, that came out. Uh, you, you may remember that the Czechs had a bit of a moment of being kind of NME darlings and and playing around the UK and playing festivals and so on and you know they were the next big thing for about five minutes uh, and at that time this three track seven inch was put out which featured What You Heard, Oh Please and this one, Mercedes Children.
Full Moon Blues from Levitating Churches. That's from their new album, Till Death Us Do Party, their second album. They're a Melbourne-based band, but uh, largely a New Zealand outfit. You've got Matt Alien there, who's been around for a number of years. Sean Drury, who used to be in bands like the Aesthetics and the Ho-Dogs. They're doing some down-and-dirty 70s hard rock. But yeah, you can hear a little influence in there, I think, from some of that early 70s kind of psychedelic human instinct kind of era and stuff as well. And before that, the Czech with Mercedes Children. Staying with The Rock, here's Loud Ghost with, from their self-titled album, a debut, and this one is Cus, uh, sorry, Cutting the Mustard Goose.
That's Fellaini with Love and War from their brand new album Dead Sight. Before that, Loud Ghost cutting the mustard goose from the self-titled album Loud Ghost. Uh, you're listening to Counting the Beat. This is on Waiheke Radio, two hours of Kiwi music on vinyl on the third Saturday of every month and a pretty special show tonight because I've been able to feature interviews with some of the people who were uh, nominated and finalists in the Silver Scroll Music Awards both for the 2015 Music Awards and the 1981 Lost Scroll more on that later in the show but now let's return to the 2015 nominees so you had uh, Lord and Joel Little with Yellow Flicker Beat there was Mel Parsons uh, and Jeepers, sorry, the, the name of her songs just escaped my mind. Uh, we had uh, Unknown Mortal Orchestra with Multi Love, and we played played that at the top of the show. They were the winners in the end. Uh, what else was in there? There was well, this one was in there, and a great song it is too. Oh, we heard uh, Marlon Williams and Tim Moore. We heard that one just before Dark Child. Uh, actually, interestingly, one of the features of the show is that they get other bands to come on and perform covers and Phaser Days did the cover of Dark Child and the musical setting was great but no one can match that guy's voice it's just astonishing isn't it so uh, yeah the other the other one of the five was Anthony Tonnen from his album Successor the song Water Underground was nominated and it was a, it's a great song but before we play it here's my chat with Anthony Tonnen at the Silver Scroll Music Awards uh, hi, my name's Anthony Tonnen. So your song, Water Underground, is nominated. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about the inspiration for that song? Well, it's about water rights in Canterbury and um, specifically the Canterbury Environment Council. Um, but uh, the way that the song was shaped it was also influenced by travelling to uh, the United States and watching the film Chinatown. Um, so I went to a town called Bishop, which is in the Sierra Nevada Valley, and um, the people there told me about um, the way that water rights issues had played out in California. Um, and they got me to watch Roman Polanski's Chinatown, and I thought it was, uh, it's kind of such an amazing film noir that manages to um, make a very gripping story that's about something as boring as visiting water reservoirs and water politics um, and that kind of gave me a, an idea and a, and a way in to turning it into a song. I mean, you, you tend to come at songs uh, kind of a social commentary or a social observational approach so uh, are the lyrics the starting point for your songwriting? They used to be but um, to be honest I mean I don't I barely start with anything anymore it could come from anywhere and I, I think that um, Wherever you get your, your way in, you, you find it and you run with it and you try to get as close as you can to finishing the song because that's always the hard thing. Yeah. So you, you studied at Otago University in the contemporary music course with Graham Downs and uh, I think I heard an interview with him um, a few years ago and, and he picked you out as kind of one of the people who, who had some potential. I mean, how do you think that, that shaped your approach to music and songwriting, studying there? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, Graham's been a great supporter. I mean, that course, but, you know, studying music was hard. It didn't teach me to write songs. It didn't teach me to, uh, I learned a lot of valuable tools, but then I have had to struggle to, uh, to apply those in the real world and to, um, and to just create a practice. Um, 
and and I think that's the more difficult thing is I, I mean it doesn't matter if you've you've studied or you, you haven't studied if you can get up every day and, and do something on your writing um, get closer to finishing a song um, then that's that's a real learning environment you know um, I try to sit in a room and and make things for no reason um, as an as a sort of artistic practice and um, that was a really hard thing to learn and I think uh, studying at university um, w was great. It taught me a lot of great skills and it taught me to write about music. In some ways I would worry that it enhanced my critical faculties um, too much th so, so that it's, it's quite often hard for me to finish finish a song because I, I've already shot it down <laughs> from a, a couple of musicological angles already. Yeah. <laughs>
the cattle turning up by the truckload You can hear the drills working now On that water underground The water underground The water underground The water underground big fan of that song Water Underground from Anthony Tonin from his album Successor, uh, one I recommend recent release. So one of the things of the show, I'm playing the new releases, reissues, but also recent finds from the crates and I had a great find the other day. I went to a shop that I don't go to very often, Musiquarium, which is down Dominion Road, kind of halfway down Dominion Road. And the, uh, yeah, I don't go there very often, but I went in because I wanted to pick up the uh, the Levitating Churches LP, which I played earlier, because I knew they had that in. So I think it's about the only place in Auckland that's stocking it. And I was having a flick through, and I found uh, an absolute gem. And uh, something you don't come across very often, but not only was it something you don't come across very often, but it was brand new. This record is 25 years old. And it's brand new. It's been in storage, never been played. It's a flying nun classic. It's Croker from Chris Knox. And from it, here's Meat. Yeah. 
this is Chris Knox coming to you almost live from Waiheke Radio. That was No Tag with Legalised Dogs from the Oi 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 EP. I had the good luck to see No Tag play at the power station just a couple of weeks ago along with Suburban Reptiles and the features and uh, No Tag were astoundingly good. Uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, you know, they were only meant to play the three tracks from that EP. They ended up playing about half an hour and... W- they were amazing and that EP is going to be reissued later in the year which is great news for all of you people trying to track down that uh, you don't have to pay a hundred bucks for it anymore uh, yeah max on my heck if you're listening in you might want to pick up that reissue when it comes out and before that Chris Knox with meat from the album Croker which came out on Flying Nun in 1990 and like I say I was very very lucky to pick up a brand new copy of that even though it's 25 years old uh, just the last 
last week. So while we're playing the oldies here on Counting the Beat, which is all Kiwi musical on vinyl, uh, we'll return to the Silver Scrolls. I talked before about the 1981 Lost Scroll. Uh, a Silver Scroll was never awarded that year. Five songs were selected that made the shortlist. You've probably all read the news, but those songs, you know, the Screaming Mimi, See Me Go, uh, Blam Blam Blam, There Is No Depression in New Zealand, Split Ends with uh, One Step Ahead, and the, uh, what else did we, oh, The Clean with Tally Ho, and the winner in the at the end was Counting the Beat from The Swingers, fantastic song, and in fact the song which gave this show its name, so I caught up with Buster Stiggs. Uh, he used to be in the suburban reptiles, but then went on to uh, went on to the swingers. Uh, we'll just line up the little chat I have with Buster here. Here we go. Hey, I'm Buster from the Swingers, yeah. and uh, a little bit surprised to be here. Are you so you really? I mean, that song "Counting the Beat" has had a had a, a huge life, you know, and I mean, it's been something that's been constantly played since 1981. So you're surprised, though? Yeah, well, we forgot to put a use-by date on it, so it's still still being used commercially and all that, which has uh, been quite lucrative for the band. We didn't earn any money back in the day because it all back, went back into touring and that. But the licensing deals that Mushroom has set up for us have um, come in really handy. Like when they did the Kmart one, I was able to, I just had a son, so I was able to take a few years off and look after him. So yeah, it's been uh, magic really. So tell us a little bit about how the swingers came about, because you guys must have kind of thought, you know, all, all our pennies have fallen from heaven when you got a member of Split Ends in the band. Well, I actually went to school with Phil. So there's a connection there. Phil was a couple of years ahead of me and he was always like, my hero, he was the best artist and you know, I always try to emulate Phil. So he, like, I was 13, he was 15 and then when he went off and joined the ends, I was like the, the, the biggest champion. I used to help them out at their early gigs and all that. And then, yeah, just for irony, I started writing, through the ends I met Neil Finn and him and I started writing songs and we had a little band together with Jeff Chun and uh, Brent Eccles who went on to join uh, Australian band as the Angels and Jeff did Citizen Band and all that. But anyway, we, we did a couple of gigs, but then um, Phil left Split Ends when they were in England and Neil was given the call-up to come and join the band, so I was sort of like left by myself. And I wasn't really a musician. I used to write all the lyrics and Neil played piano and guitar in it. And I used to know a few chords in that, but not really. And um, so Phil came back and in that time of Neil going to England and Phil coming back, I'd been asked to join the Suburban Reptiles as a drummer and they didn't have a lot of songs and then I saw the Sex Pistols on telly and how they played songs and how amazing they were and it was all just like bar chords like the E shape and the A shape so I just started writing songs like that that became the the Suburban Reptiles repertoire plus a couple that Jimmy and Zero had wrote and Billy Planet had written but Phil came back and he came to one of our gigs at Swines and he said I really like that um Saturday night stay at home song and so he produced that with us and we put that out and then Zero was caught up to go on the Rocky Horror Show so we had four months with Zero away from the band so me and Phil just started playing together and writing songs together just something to do you know and then it like logistically it kind of thought like if we're going to tour and go around New Zealand it's really hard to take a punk rock band because we, we try to do that and we got abused and all that so we changed our whole, well I changed my whole image and we became more clean cut and we became 
the swingers, and we got Bones, who was sort of like the best bass player in Auckland at the time. And um, we just basically rehearsed our asses off for six months, like four nights a week, um, two days in a weekend. So my advice to any kids starting a band, ain't no shortcuts, you've got to rehearse. Our first gig was to 4,000 people supporting Split Ends at the Town Hall, and we did a whole New Zealand tour. And from that, we were given a residency at a new pub called Liberty Stage. And we played there, toured New Zealand for about six months, and then took some time out, um, wrote some more songs, and that's when Counting the Beat came up from us playing live. Because, I mean, it's one thing to have your chops from playing live, but you, you guys also had the songs, you know, Counting the Beat, One Good Reason. I mean, those are incredible tracks. Yeah, well, that, that, they were the songs that came out of, like, you know, six months of rehearsal and, like, every new drum beat I'd come up with, we'd come up with another song, or every new bass riff Bones would come up with, it'd be another song. So, basically, Bones and I were learning how to play through writing songs, you know. And I think... I think that spirit was captured on Counting in the Beat where it sounds like a band playing, all it was, you know, we, we did it all live. And um, that's what's missing in, in music nowadays, like, it's all fantastically produced and beautiful vocals and all that, but there's just that missing, I don't know, that X factor that I know the early Beatles had or the early Stones or whatever, it's an actual band playing, you know, it doesn't happen anymore, everything's done on a computer, you know, and everything's precise. But precise isn't always nice. <laughs> like counting the beat, in counting the beat, no drum fills, and it speeds up at the end. It's like everything wrong that a drummer can do, you know. But it worked with the song, and we went with it. That was it. Thinking about you. 
There's no mistaking that. Counting the beat. And before that, we heard from Buster Stiggs, who was one of the creators of that song. I talked to him at the Silver Scroll Awards. So we're almost at the end of the show. I'll be back on the third Saturday of next month with two more hours of Kiwi music on vinyl. This show's podcast, it'll be up around the middle of the week. You can get that in various places. Look on the Waiheke Radio website or facebook.com slash countingthebeat. I'll post vinyl news and all sorts of other stuff there as well. Uh, I'm going to close out the show with a couple of experimental numbers. So first up from Kraus, and this is from an album called I Could Destroy You With A Single Thought. It was, I think, first released in 2004, but it's only just been given a vinyl release on Ultra Exma Records. This track from it is Wolfram.
I did tell you it was experimental. That's Richard Nunn's Mark Lockett and Jeff Henderson with Tripped It from an album called Redaction. In fact, Jeff Henderson isn't credited, although he's one of the people on it. Richard Nunn's, uh, who plays the Taonga Polder, Mark Lockett plays the percussion, Jeff Henderson does all the other noises in there. And uh, the album started off as an art piece, uh, well, a, a soundtrack for an art exhibition, uh, kind of, and turned into an album. It's released on Rattle, who are well known for releasing New Zealand jazz and experimental music. This is their first vinyl release and I stumbled upon it it's always a nice surprise you know in the days of the internet you kind of know everything that's coming up but when you walk into a shop and you don't know that something's coming out it's a real real pleasure and uh, yeah redaction oh, I really love that before that was Krauss with Wolfram so I've got time for one more I think we can sneak one more in before I have to go and uh, yeah I'm going to no no experimental stuff this time I promise so this is from an album I think is severely underrated it's from Body Corporate the album's called Howl Around it came out on the Kingsland Vinyl Appreciation Society uh, hold on I'll see if I can find the year for you in 2008 kind of just just before the the vinyl revival really hit and this is a stunning album you can still pick it up there's a copy of this in real groovy for 10 bucks which is a bargain because it's brilliant so we're going to hear from uh what are we going to hear from this we're going to hear blue star line thanks for listening everyone and i'll be back on the third saturday of next month hey i'm buster from the swingers and you're listening to counting the beat on radio waiaki
You're listening to Waiheke Radio, 88.3 and 107.4 FM. 